This past week, the 36th Guam legislature finished their first legislative session since being sworn in on January 4, 2021. The final votes ended with more of the public political theater that has prevailed in the U.S. Territory's legislative branch over the past 54 days. There is a notion being shared across the island's villages that this particular group of 15 lawmakers are more concerned about their own well-being, special interest groups, and minor constituencies than the greater good of the 160,000 residents who call Guam home. Is their collective legislative agenda more of the same that we have seen over the last decade? What really is important public policy to the Guam legislature? An informed voter and a Guam pundit's view of the island's legislative branch on That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DiMatato. Today you are listening to That's It, That's All. I am the host of the podcast, Sean Gumatautau. The podcast is brought to you by consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm, Get LLC. They have served the government and private sectors in Guam and Micronesia over the last eight years. Need advice on the right LED lighting solution for your facility? Looking for guidance on opening your small business? Get LLC can help. Learn more about how they can be of assistance to you by finding them on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. A Google search of Guam and Consulting or Guam and Equipment leads you right to them too. We are pleased by the response to That's It, That's All. A reminder that the format is designed to keep you company when scooting around Guam from one end of the island to the other. Bring the podcast along on your next road trip. Press play when you are about to start your gym workout or as you prepare to work on your desktop or laptop here or abroad. Don't think the podcast is just for those who live on Guam. I can report that the podcast is being listened to all around the world. A special Hoffa Day to our new listeners in the Netherlands. Northwestern Europe listening in as well. Also, a warm hello to those listening to the podcast in Fairfield, California. Tucked up there just north of the East Bay where I spent the first 18 years of my life. And let's not forget those folks tuning in down the road into Mooning right here in Guam. Thank you so very, very much. A kudos to our friends at redcircle.com in positioning the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Don't forget you can also listen to the podcast on iHeartRadio and Pandora. Remember to subscribe or follow us. Click that button to do so right now. Earlier this week, the 36th Guam legislature wrapped up their first regular session since they were sworn in back in January. Looking at the coverage from the local media, I had to double take the results of the session. A total of just nine bills were passed. There was 63 proposed pieces of legislation pushed out by Guam's lawmakers since January 4th and up to the recording of the podcast. Again, the total work product of the Guam legislature was nine bills passed. A loan appointment to the Guam Public Library System Board of Directors was confirmed and a resolution relative to their standing rules was debated but eventually set back to the Committee on Rules. According to local media reports, Guam Governor Lou Leon Guerrero was watching, with great interest, some of the debate in the capital city over the past week. 
She and her senior advisors were watching closely as were many island residents and business owners who continued to meander through the ongoing COVID-19 public health emergency. Most observers were looking for outcomes to help an island community that has been challenged by the pandemic and the economic reality that the virus continues to leave in its wake. The expectations were obviously high. The platitudes that each of the 15 members pulled out of their hats and spread on social media, morning talk radio, the evening TV newscast, and print media was this message of work, care, and trust. Now, for less than casual observers of this process, the effort was plenty. For many others, their cliches were just that. Words absent real action. But the diatribes have come off a bit different than in recent memory. The exchange of barbs between members of the majority and minority parties were right in our faces and forcing voters to pay close attention to their own brand of political tricks with special attention to the long-standing practices that once happened behind closed doors at the Guam Congress building and Hessler building for decades. The look at the measures and the talk on the floor struck more of a chord with political strategists of each party than the general public. I sensed a level of apathy when watching session and wondered if the few that did in fact watch had sensed the same thing. We were supposed to be witnessing something that, by design in our democracy, is supposed to be an important process. But from the sunrise to the sunset in Guam, the past 54 days has again forced many to look at the lawmakers under the leadership of Speaker Therese Terlahi and ask, can we possibly get meaningful public policy from these folks? Talk in media circles keep coming back to this one main thought. Why are lawmakers spending this amount of time on a less than collegial approach to their jobs? These 15 lawmakers spent months individually campaigning on trying to change the branch for the better, the check and balance of the whole of the government of Guam. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. Okay. Nine measures were passed and have since been transmitted to the office of the governor. Now, for the record, I've been on different ends of this process in my career in the government of Guam workforce. As we are midway through Governor Leon Guerrero's first term, it is important to point out that this first session we anticipate will have some noted reaction in the coming days and months as the politics for Decision 2022 are already rearing its ugly head. What was in fact passed? Did I say nine legislative actions? The bill sent uh, to the governor for action include measures to give the Guam legislature some say in the starting and stopping, more of the latter, of a public health emergency, the creation of a civilian park ranger reserve program, streamlining the hiring of law enforcement, 
waiving current business license fees to 2022, enforcing conditional use permits, variances, and zone changes, the fast-tracking of use applications for workforce housing during the pandemic, an extension of deadlines for legislatively mandated land use reports, and the adopting of a nurse licensure compact. As we enter almost one year into the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic worldwide, it is safe to say that the level of policymaking this past week was less than stellar, with reports from industry and academia that some 36,000 residents are out of work because of the complete devastation of our visitor industry, hundreds of small businesses barely hanging on to their livelihoods, and over 36,000 public and private school children not in school full-time. The action over the past week of the first legislative session of the 36th Guam legislature was simply not a great effort. Of note, Bill 11, sponsored by Republican lawmakers, will more than likely see a veto by Governor Leon Guerrero. In a press conference late last week, the governor said numerous times that she does not support the bill to allow the Guam legislature to start and stop public health emergencies, adding, according to the Guam Daily Post, the bill is an attempt at legislative overreach. Supporters of the measure focused on the inconsistency of the Leon Guerrero administration in prohibiting bars and other nightlife business operations from reopening while already allowing bingo parlors, game halls, and related businesses to reopen. Lawmakers were chided by the governor for how long it takes for them to act, or so to say, not to act very quickly. Governor Leon Guerrero says the science is driving her decision-making. Opponents question the science and the violation of the freedoms intended to be held by this territory and every other American community under the U.S. Constitution. Any override is unlikely by lawmakers. Bill 1 was a softball of a measure to punt payment of business license fees months before they are due under the guise of helping during the pandemic. While it passed by 11 votes to 4, there is a huge issue of where does the government of Guam expect to pick up revenues lost while trying to mitigate an already $60 million budget cut for fiscal year 2021 and staring at a projected shortfall for this year of at least $20 million. Now, the bill was entitled the Business Assistance Act of 2021. My question, where was the Business Assistance Act of 2020? Where were re-elected lawmakers at this time last year preparing for the worst disaster experienced by this community since Super Typhoon Pongsangwa in twenty sorry in the in the year two thousand two? Now the author said up to five million dollars would be lost, but then turned around to say the bill would make a better life for our families. Okay, question, Senator, which families, which businesses are helped? Did you forget that taking money away from government operations takes government services away from our people? Not a great solution. Finally, adopting a nurse licensure compact in the tail end of a pandemic or what folks uh, folks are calling a new normal, Bill 13 was not necessarily a new one. 
ignored by the 35th Guam legislature last term, there remains this expectation that the issues surrounding building the nurse infrastructure on Guam would be greatly served by Bill 13. Now, nurses have been on the front line of the pandemic here, and they are touching every part of the response, from when a visitor comes into the Guam International Airport, to a sick person with COVID who presents at the isolation facility, or at the Guam Memorial Hospital. Timing really is everything, but just as political as this issue was last year, much of the nasty political rhetoric remains. Both sides of the issue debated the the, uh, necessity or the importance of the licensure compact. It was this idea of shooting in the tent that was on full display when this bill went to a final vote. Not great either. And as a consumer and a small business owner, this paltry effort uh, that was session was aided by talk on law enforcement recruitment and a reserve for the park rangers program, zone changes, land use applications. Now, a previous podcast talked about the rollback of the Guam minimum wage. Lawmakers short-sightedly pushed back implementation, not for one year, but to six months. Just 3,000 island residents would be impacted leaving the other 90-plus percent of the workforce to still wait for help to get through the coronavirus closures that were reduced this past week. Again, paltry, no regard for the reality faced by island residents each and every day to live on Guam during these extraordinary times. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. Public policy is not something everyone thinks about, but is very important in how our society is managed. The Center for Civic Education says public policy is made in response to some sort of issue or problem that requires attention and that policy is made on behalf of the public. I live in an isolated island in the Western Pacific. The Guam legislature is the branch of our government that has the important mandate to create policy on behalf of this American community. So, in what direction is our 15 senators going relative to helping solve a problem in our U.S. territory? Not too sure. Some things to consider. In an interview this past week on the Tony Talks radio show on KGUM-AM, Republican Senator Chris Duenas spoke of the Separation of Powers Act measure as a policy to, quote, work with the governor on the new declaration of emergency, that if we wanted to stop it, we would just shut it down to ensure those people who have concerns can come forward. Come forward? Well, doesn't anyone on this island really think that after nearly 12 months into a public health emergency that groups from every sector, from Jigo to Mariso, had not engaged the governor of Guam in managing the response to COVID-19 in our community? Well, several days ago, 
Democrat antagonist talk show host Ray Gibson. Well, that is how Adeloup describes him. Ramon this week asked for what he called moral consistency in the policy actions on island, calling lawmakers bamboozlers. The talk show host described the final 8-7 vote on Bill 11 as a lot of looking around by those friendly with Adeloup, even surmising that a big red sharpie will be used to veto the Senator Duenas-sponsored measure. Uh, Democratic uh, Speaker Therese Terlahi, who voted yes on Bill 11, told KUAM's The Link that nothing in the measure affects the governor's Organic Act power or any agency's mandate in responding to a public health emergency. The speaker said that Bill 11 mirrors policy in other American communities in these emergency situations and that senators are only trying to, quote, help the people of Guam and be, quote, all hands on deck to help the governor spend federal funds. Why, you ask? Because the speaker said this response is unprecedented, adding that she is a representative of the legislature and a representative of the people. That is how they help in the pandemic. Well, Democratic Senator Clint Rogel had a different take, telling KUAM News that he was opposed to the measure as it truly infringes on the separation of powers doctrine and that GOP proponents were simply pandering to the public. Call the Bill 11, the legislation, the debate, the whispers across the island, all of it, a lukewarm attempt of a check on the balance of power in the government of Guam during a unique time in our island's history. Can I just say the clamoring on this particular measure was really a gripe session in the public square, a blah, blah, blah moment. If lawmakers want to jump and help the executive branch function, then my advice, run for governor then. It is true that this particular public policy and the eight other measures passed by the Guam legislature this past week are not things everyone thinks of on the daily. Many, including the 15 elected senators, believe these policies really can help this island society manage the changing times and conditions of what is truly happening here in the big city of Micronesia. Now, I would argue that when just three of the measures were made in response to some sort of issue or problem that requires attention of our island in the face of a global pandemic, the 15 lawmakers got this particular session, the first of the 36th Guam legislature, a bit wrong. Yes, policy is made on behalf of the public, but there are many unemployed citizens from Dedido to Inarahan. There are those in all our villages who wait in long lines for food commodities. Island businesses may have reopened, but with significant conditions and in some cases, strict mandates after being unable to operate for the past seven months. And then there has been death and despair, both from either the coronavirus or from a a fragile economy and compromised social system that has let many island residents down for decades. I'm not going to offer a letter grade on this particular session of the 36th Guam legislature. Just like the title of this podcast, 
uh, going to take out one of my dad's musings. You lead, follow, or get out of the way. I offer this for all of us to consider. I think that the change of leadership and makeup of the legislative branch still has some promise of meaningful public policy for the next 23 months. Collectively, though, the 15 senators are already starting to create a narrative of their branch that is leading them all down a path to etch their place in Guam history to be just as stale as the past three iterations of the Guam legislature. All of this relative to policy creation. The leadership we know has changed. Dialogue has changed too. There is time for them to, well, change their approach and create policy to really take this American community to new heights. Time is of the essence as this community looks to leadership to bring forward policy to make things better in these extraordinary times. That's it. That's all. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast. Have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatato. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening.